0: This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Everyone's a critic, jointly presented with Chindanan. Hello, you're listening to Everyone's a Critic. I'm Sharmila Ganesan and with me for today's review is Juliet Jacobs from the Bigger Picture team specifically, and this is relevant to today's review, the host of Earth Matters. Thank you for joining me today, Juliet. My absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. So we're reviewing a uh, we're reviewing an art exhibition actually. It's called Planting Dreams in Search of Good Gardener and it's currently on at the Underground Gallery at Rimundahan in Kuang. It's by Xia Ye Ying who um, is really someone who's very passionate about the environment and a lot of these works depict that, right? Mm -hmm. I thought we could start by... initial impressions, because it's quite an immersive, impressive collection of works. It does um, put together her works from 2014 to present day. So you get a lot of these huge paintings that are all themed around the idea of nature and specifically humanity's interactions with nature and often how destructive that can be. Uh, What were your um, initial impressions or thoughts after going?
1: Mm -hmm. So for me, as somebody, as you mentioned, who does Earth Matters, it was all sort of related to very current conversations that we're having now, right our impact on the environment you know how our actions are impacting everything that's happening to the ecosystems so it was really lovely to see these huge beautiful pieces uh, and they are really beautiful and very visually stunning uh, but you know as you as you explore them you see there are all these different messages there's some very disturbing imagery within those beautiful pictures um, and and I, you know both of us had the opportunity to sort of just really study those pictures for a long time and uh, you know full of messages and, and it's really the current conversation I feel that's happening now um, all around us you know especially with sustainability.
0: I'm glad you mentioned uh, current conversation because um, I did realise that one great thing about these paintings. And and even the other sorts of installation works that that are in this exhibition is that it allows people to think about um, issues like land encroachment, issues like uh, the loss of indigenous species, uh, the problems that uh, East Malaysia in particular might face, because Yi Ying is from East Malaysia, Mm -hmm. in a very accessible way. Because I think sometimes these conversations can feel remote or they can feel... um, Perhaps not quite personal, whereas these paintings to me just felt very personal. The fact that uh, she really literally depicts the ways in which nature and humans coexist, but in very uncomfortable ways. And a lot of the messages or the images really give you a feeling of um, there's a lot of beauty, but a lot of discomfort as well. You said disturbing, and I think um, a lot of the pieces really depict a very sort of. Um, uncomfortable truth that uh, I, I I enjoyed this exhibition, but I was also glad to have come away with things to think about.
1: Yeah, I think also, you know, when, when we talk about East Malaysia or we talk about the nature and the flora and fauna, there's always these beautiful pictures that we see, right? Or oh, come visit us to see our hornbills, come visit us to see, you know, all our beautiful uh, wildlife, right? But you know, the com- the part of the conversation that's not coming out is, yeah, we're cutting like half the forest here and half of these animals are dying. They're becoming endangered. And I think that's what was so impressive or or really, you know, got me from her paintings. Like you said, visually, first you see beauty and then when you look deeper into it, you're like, hey, there's a carcass here. <laughs> hey, you know, there's some really disturbing imagery here. and But that is the reality of what's actually happening.
0: I'm curious as, as someone who covers these issues so frequently,
1: uh, where do you
0: see things like the arts fitting in into this kind of advocacy or um, raising awareness?
1: What kind of role do they play? A very important role because we're seeing more um, we're seeing more people trying to do that. You know, more. So everyone's saying that the climate crisis is not something that needs to be spoken about or advocated by only environmentalists and scientists. It's a it's an all of society sort of thing. So a lot of people are writing about it, painting about it. You know, we're trying. I say we, as in like you know the. We <laughs> we just don't have to exhibit them <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking as climate activists okay um, yes we from it's basically we need to do every single thing we can to get people to think about the message. Because even I doing my show, I can imagine people just say, Ugh, another conversation about some crazy sun bear, right? But seeing these images, yeah, who knows who's going to be touched by it or what you know sort of ideas it's going to sort of promote or, or instigate in them. So I think it really plays a very important role.
0: It does seem like um, the artist, Yi Ying, is very, um, I think um, she seems very committed to this idea of depicting that that tension that exists. And I also really liked how um, it doesn't feel like art for art's sake. And that's something that stood out for me. Um, it's, it's, I don't want to say easy, but I think it's perhaps um, easier to, to put on dramatic paintings and so on. Mm-hmm. And her paintings are very dramatic. And that's something I really enjoyed about it. Uh, but as you say, when you hone in on them, They're so incredibly detailed um, and they're so skillfully uh, depicted. And there's, you know, some images of, um, I think, just twisting what we think of as art. So uh, one of the pieces I really enjoyed was this work that um, takes its inspiration, I think, from the uh, classical paintings of, uh, say, uh, British monarchs. Um, one of my friends who saw a picture I'd taken said, is that Queen Victoria? Yeah, right. um, but then when you look closer at the painting, the uh, her first, for instance, are um, a tiger and a crocodile. And then when you look at her dresses, uh, the lines on her dress, um, when you look at her dress, the lines on her dress are made of little shopping carts mm-hmm. um, and there are all of these little elements in this painting that as you look more and more details emerge and it becomes a commentary on so many things, colonisation uh, the part that it had played in um, really a uh, the, on our land, on the way we um, now relate to our indigenous species, uh, the clearing of land that occurred for com- uh, for commercialization, for capitalism. Uh, and it's so clever, right? Because on the one hand, you have this beautiful painting to look at, but the more you look and the more time you spend with them, the more details emerge that make you think about these issues. And, that,
1: and I love that piece that you're talking about and the reason I also loved it because it's not in your face. It's not like a, a picture of a tiger with all its uh, limbs severed or whatever, right? You look carefully and then you see, oh, it's a dead tiger meant to be an ornament and we've seen that happening. I mean, that's half of the reason why our tiger populations are down. So yeah, I really love how clever she is in putting all these elements together so that you know people don't just look at it and, and say, oh, it's another one of those like in your face sort of messages. It really gets you thinking about our behavior I mean, at the bottom, at the end of the day, it's human behaviour, right? And human actions that have caused all these problems.
0: So I do want to get into um, favourite works a little bit later, but I was curious about um, whether the whole exhibition came together for you cohesively, because we are looking at um, distinct works made at different points in time throughout the artist's career. And uh, they all have this theme of the environment, but they are quite different from each other. Um, And as we come even towards the more recent works and those specifically were made with a residency in Rimundahan itself and then deeply affected by the pandemic. So I think the original plans that she had for those works as well as a community project that she wanted to implement in Sarawak ended up not happening. So she had to reimagine and really downscale a lot of these works As a whole, did the exhibition come together for you or did it feel more like great works that all
1: sat side by side? So strangely enough, I felt that it was a sign of the times as well because, you know, here were all these big pieces and huge messages uh, from her earlier days, right? And then sort of scaled down uh, as we go along the gallery, isn't it, to smaller pieces, to sort of like a focus on gardening, for example. And I think that's interesting because you can think about how humans, how we reacted to the pandemic as well. We had to scale down. A lot of us started planting our own trees, started planting our own vegetables. So we scaled down to become gardeners as well. I think, you know, with the whole thing about COVID being a zoonotic disease and, you know, sort of like that relationship with nature, a lot of us also started looking inward to our relationship with nature, how our actions are causing uh, whatever it is, like deforestation or, uh, you know, the consumption of wildlife. So for me, it came together in the sense that it was Big grand scale. That's how you know we've been operating all this while, and the slowing down is what we need to do because, um, yeah, you can't have um, infinite growth on a finite planet. You know, so that was interesting for me. I thought that worked. Oh, that's that's actually a great observation.
0: See, this is why I asked you to be on the show. <laughs> um, I love that observation because that's definitely what it felt like for me, but I couldn't quite put it into words because I loved how we moved on from. Um, capitalism and colonization and big picture protests and uh, fighting for your land rights. And as we move forward to the present day, it becomes almost more actionable things. Yes. Um, you know, it, it it still highlights things like the loss of indigenous species, but then it also talks about, yes, like you said, gardening, uh, looking at the things around you and what you can do. And the works have also become smaller, perhaps by necessity, but they also take on forms like... Um, an installation of um, an installation of chess pieces that are inspired by the species on our land, mm-hmm. um, a setup of a Mad Hatter's tea party, mm-hmm. um, and so these started feeling a little bit more close to home and a little bit more human rather than these large scale works. And you're right; it does depict perhaps. Um, our scope or our capability now versus um, the grander ideas that we had before, we are talking about Planting Dreams in Search of Good Gardener. It's an exhibition by Xia Ying. It's happening currently at the Underground Gallery at Rimundahan and um, it's available for viewing until the 23rd of January. Uh, If you'd like more information, you can visit their page on Facebook. Just look for Planting Dreams. Uh, Do let us know uh, have you attended any exhibitions themed around the environment? What are some of your favourites, you can WhatsApp us 018-789-8899 tweet us at BFM Radio You're listening to Everyone's a Critic jointly presented with Jindanek
1: Best Flipping Moments BFM 89.9 The Business Station You're listening to
0: Everyone's a Critic jointly presented with Jindanek Welcome back. You're listening to Everyone's a Critic with Sharmila. And today I have with me Juliet Jacobs from Bigger Picture, who's the host of Earth Matters. And together we're reviewing Planting Dreams in Search of Good Gardener. It's an exhibition currently happening at uh, Dahan in Kuang. And it's by uh, East Malaysian artist Xia Yi Ying. It's on until the 23rd of January. So uh, earlier we talked about our impressions of the exhibition as well as um, the themes that that it reflects on. I wanted to get uh I wanted to get into perhaps some favorites. Uh, were there any particular works
1: that stood out for you, Juliet? So I really loved her depictions of the wild boars um and basically her wildlife that she put. I like the the painting that you spoke about earlier, you know, the one that looks like it's a majestic sort of portrait, but I think one that really I, I quite enjoyed uh studying was uh the piece called The Earth We Borrowed. Um so that was I mean just to kind of explain that's two paintings as part of one piece, right? And uh, both are said to be mirror images um, there's this sort of cherubic naked baby <laughs> yes. at the forefront. Uh, one, and on one side, you know, local fruits sort of form the... There's like a flowering background at the back. And then at the bottom, you see a skeleton of a tiger, which is quite interesting, right? So there's that dichotomy that we were talking about. And then the sort of mirror image is, um, again, that cherubic baby, a uh, little naked one. And um, the backdrop <laughs> is formed by migrant fruit species, right? And then at, the bottom, at the bottom of that is a skeleton of a wild boar. So I think... You know, she's trying to I, the message there again. You know, it looks—I'm sure you remember it, right? It's a nice pastel sort of colors. Yes. You know, it's v- on on first sight, very fun, cute-looking paintings. <laughs> yes, but clearly, you know, there and when you start studying the fruits, then you realize, like, oh, she's talking about these. Uh, well, I want to use the word invasive species, but you know, species that were brought in to cut down native species, which then you know comes to impact. Uh, this is me inferring the local uh fauna as well isn't it because they lose their natural um they lose their natural uh habitat for example uh they probably lose their natural uh sources of food and and nourishment so I liked how. Yeah, I just, it's very sweet images, but actually with loaded messages. And, you know, that whole battle between native uh, climate forest species and the sort of exotic uh, pioneer species, right? And that leads to my other favorite piece, which was the chess, uh, the the paper chess sort of, uh, well, how do we call it? The I think paper chess paper t- sounds <laughs> paper fine, t- I think. Yeah, and she very cleverly, I mean, uh, as we know, chess sets have two sides, right? And one side is the native species and one side is all the like uh, invasive sort of crops that are brought in, you know, in, uh, natural forests are felled for it. And, you know, it causes such problems to the ecosystem. So uh, again, you know, I like that sort of um, contrast and that sort of um, opposition of ideas and thoughts and how these how these uh, invasive species are coming to destroy our natural landscape and everything that's important for our ecosystems, you yeah.
0: I loved how she made a game out of it. I mean, not literally a game, but depicting it as a competition, depicting yes. it in that way was extremely clever. And how the uh, pawn pieces were particular species, then each of the other um, other positions on the board were um, specific species, which she actually gives the genus and the explanation for. I, I really like that um, installation. The babies that you explained... Um, what I loved most about those pieces, um, she does explain that they are also inspired by uh, the temple guardians in, right. in Chinese temples. So yep. they're, you know, they face each other in a particular way. I loved how they're constructed because when you look at them, uh, you, I was reminded of the circle of life mm-hmm. um, because it, it has this sort of. Um, like this sort of circular structure to it and then when you also look at it the you get the sense of the baby or the human being a part of a circle rather than separate right and then the the plants that are sort of flowering from it and then there's the skeleton at the bottom so i loved those works another one that um I loved, um, and, and really, I think spoke to me very much was, um, these huge paintings of wild boars that you mentioned, but one in particular, it really reminded me of, um, a very, uh, a movie that I love, uh, Princess Mononoke, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. because
0: it has this, um, really fiery looking schoolgirl in a school uniform sitting atop a wild boar and it's so beautifully detailed. Um, and I have to say every one of her paintings, the detail is so beautiful, mm-hmm. um, and essentially, it's uh, meant to depict a protest against um, their land uh, and and development that they didn't ask for. And the fact that she uses schoolgirls and the fact that she juxtapositions, uh, juxtaposes this painting this way, it's such an imposing piece. I really loved it. Um, and again, I think it speaks to the kind of power that these works have when you see them in person Uh, and i'm very glad we did because if you think about perhaps the drive out to Rimundahan, you might wonder whether it's um it's worth going all the way there for something it is especially at a time like this i think these are one these are works that are worth seeing in person for sure Uh, just being in the present seeing the size of it seeing a photograph really doesn't compare
1: Mm -hmm. Um i'm completely worth the trip. I mean, for anyone who's interested, they really, uh, you know, it's a wonderful journey out there, actually, just to, to, the drive there is lovely, you know, there's lots of things to do there, but seeing these paintings in, in person is one thing because remember how the both of us like we were studying them and suddenly we'll discover all these little hidden messages yes. and it was so much of fun to do. Of course I think we're probably like overthinking it but I mean that's all part of the experience isn't it? Really go and see it in person. I wanted to
0: also um, point out one particular installation that I enjoyed very much which is um, which I touched on earlier which is the uh, Mad Hatter Tea Party. I, that's, I'm not sure that's what it's called but it's inspired by that and I loved the way it was set up because it's essentially um, a table which is laid out with these pieces, which all um, have their inspiration from various aspects of nature. But it's set up like a table for tea parties. And on the wall, then there is um, a painting, sort of very delicate and understated in comparison to some of the others, but it has the names of national parks. Mm -hmm. And the way it's set up, it to me at least, it reminded me of uh, everything to do with Alice in Wonderland, right? Mm-hmm. the looking glass, the tea party, um, and I thought it was just very clever. And again, goes back to being, uh, you know, being a little bit more intimate. It is also part of the new collection of works, and I loved that contrast of walking through this exhibition of getting both sort of these grand, big ideas and experiences, and then also having these intimate things that you have to go up close and sort of experience to understand. Um, I think, I mean, I think we've, we've both been so, um, we've been saying a lot of things that we enjoyed. Uh, I just, I think, wanted to make a case for, again, going out to a green space like Rimundahan and experiencing an exhibition like this there.
1: I really do, because I think that, uh, and I think we saw this from the pandemic, you know, after being stuck at home, everybody is out searching for some green spaces. Just look at all the parks, look at, um, you know, all the open spaces that we have. People need to get out. People are more in touch with nature. And I think, you know, if you go also, you're going to see the ultimate aim of her project, which I mean, it's stated in the exhibit subtitle, In Search of a Good Gardener. I think it will inspire you By looking at her pieces, number one, which of course, you know, and some of the later pieces, she has, you know, two portraits of who she calls the gardeners, right? Um, Being in that surrounding, I think really accentuates the whole experience of looking at those paintings as well. So um, I really say go for it. And I just wanted to end uh, by saying this, you know, I think that gardeners are some of the most wonderful people that we can find. I mean, we talked about, you you mentioned I'm the Earth Matters uh, uh, producer. That is something that I'm trying to focus on the show as well, you know, small actions that we can do, how we can look after the the earth and how the, the land around us, you know, permaculture, things like that. I really feel like going to Rimbone and experiencing this particular exhibition are going to give you sort of ideas of how you can make your own life better in your own little way.
0: I love how much of a crossover this show has become. <laughs> Thank you, Juliet, for reviewing this with me.
1: My absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me.
0: We've been talking about Planting Dreams in Search of Good Gardener by Xia Ying, which is currently on at uh, the Rimundahan Underground Gallery. Uh, it's on until the 23rd of January. So if you want more information on that, just head on to Facebook and look up Planting Dreams in Search of Good Gardener. And let us know, uh, do you enjoy these sorts of environmentally themed artwork? You can WhatsApp us 18 789 Nine, tweet us at BNF Radio. Everyone's a critic, jointly presented with Chandana. For updates on Malaysian arts and culture, visit www.baskl.com.my.
1: Thank you for listening to this podcast.